You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Hey everyone, today we're talking about Greece. With me I have the Trace Hombres, Riley, Hi. and Romy. Hey! Greece is a musical by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. It was originally released in 1971 in Chicago, and then a year later it went on to Broadway. In 1978, a uh, film adaptation was released starring uh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. It became one of the most highest-grossing musical films ever at the time, and its accompanying soundtrack album also became one of the most biggest-selling soundtrack albums. The soundtrack was released on April 14, 1978, under RSO Records. The producers are Louis St. Louis, John Farrar, Albie Galutin, Carl Richardson, and Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees. And the genres are rock and roll, doo-wop, and pop. Now I'm going to read the all-music review from Stephen Thomas O'Line. Grease was a huge success as a Broadway musical prior to hitting the big screen in 1978. That was the version that transformed Grease into a phenomenon. It was a runaway box office success and then became a TV, cable, and video favorite. The soundtrack rivaled its film counterpart as a pop cultural perennial, and it's not hard to see why. Its good-natured pastiche of doo-wop and early rock and roll is infectious and charming, due in no small part to John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John's charismatic, engaging performances. They sing the majority of the originals, Summer Nights, Hopelessly Devoted to You, You're the One That I Want, Sandy, Grease Lightning, which were the reason why the film and soundtrack became blockbusters. The fact that the originals hold up better than the 50s tunes is largely due to Sean Na Na's workman-like performances. But the originals are so giddily enjoyable, not only the quintet mentioned above, but also Frankie Avalon's Beauty School Dropout, Dr. Channing's Look at Me, I'm Santa D, and Frankie Valley's titled track, that everything works. Some listeners may prefer the Broadway cast recording, others may prefer the 2016 live version, but the fact of the matter is, the sleek pop production, the beauty soundtrack, boasts, and the cast enthusiastic performances go a long way in making this Grease the definitive Grease. Alright, what do we think of Grease? It's good! It's pretty good. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I watched the movie yesterday, and I enjoyed it six years ago when I saw the the live version. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the movie, and I've also seen the musical. So I've seen like live musical. So yeah, I'm good. Uh, Yeah, I I never watch any of the live musicals. Yeah, I don't watch the I don't watch the live specials. When I'm saying like I've seen Grease live, I've seen like an actual theatrical production of it. Well, I have seen Grease live 2016. Um, other live musicals I've seen on TV were uh, The Sound of Music starring Carrie Underwood and uh, Peter Pan starring Christopher Walken as Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> that, w- that was the thing. That happened. Oh, yeah. I remember when, like, I didn't watch it, but instead of having, like, doing the traditional clap your hands if you believe, they put a hashtag called Save Tink. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? <laughs> yes, they did. Is this, what's this from again? Uh, Japan the, Live. <laughs> hashtag save Tink. It, it's, it's like she has like terminal cancer or something. Hang on, hang on. Wait, can you repeat that? I got something. Hang on. Mm. I'm trying to make this an event. That's. It's not, that is probably the, like the most woke thing that Peter Pan can do. Like hashtag safe tink. So what did um? So what happened? Um. I'm guessing people wrote the hashtag safe tink. Yeah, I guess. Onto the uh, sound of music uh, version of Carrie Underwood. I I have been told this takes place in like 1940s Germany during World War II. So I always just assumed that the the main character was gonna fist fight with Adolf Hitler at the end. That is literally what I thought sound of music would become. There's apparently a hashtag called uh, Save Tinkerbell, and some people countered it with uh, hashtag Kill Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway, uh, uh, moving on from that, um, Hopelessly Devoted to You is playing right now, and it's such a fire song. It also helps that Olivia Newton John is a queen. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, Jeez. um,. I was reading Olivia, no, not Olivia, but um, Hopelessly Devoted to You was actually not supposed to be in the musical. It originally, like, when it premiered, wasn't in the musical, but after the film, it got written for Olivia Newton-John, and they put it into the film. It got nominated for an Oscar, and now it's, like, in all the productions of Grease now. Yeah, but make yeah. no mistake, this is Olivia's song. This is Olivia Newton-John, period. Like, she, like, there's no one that can deliver the song better than Olivia Newton-John no. can. Yeah, this, yeah, this is my favorite song out of the musical, too. I would count the Frankie Valley Grease thing, though, but it wasn't, it's not really part of the musical. It's just a song you wrote for the musical. For the opening credits yeah. of the movie. Yeah, it's like when Stevie Wonder played the Seasons of Love on the original cast recording of Rent. It's not his song. Speaking of Rent, I also we, we should also bring up the, uh, the the live version of Rent, where one of the guys just like broke his ankle, and they just softly say, "Oh, he broke it while he was in Santa Fe." Wait, is it uh, was that Jordan Fisher? That no, it wasn't Jordan Fisher. Who was it? Wait, I don't know. Hang on, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna figure this out. Like, I don't think they actually put the hashtag. I think j people were just tweeting "Save Tinkerbell," and then people started. That would have been super. That would have been super funny if they actually did that, though. Yeah. It was Brennan Hurt. Brennan Hunt. That's the guy who broke his foot. Yeah. When, and uh, according to Cade, um, Adam Pascal was in the very room. He could have, like, switched out with him. <laughs> yeah. The entire main <laughs> cast of Rent was in the room. That's hilarious. Oh. So just awkwardly watching this uh, performance. Um, yeah, yeah, I... When we did Rent... Like, when I was actually doing it, like, a month after the thing, air the special aired, um, we started rehearsals for Rent. Mm. You should have really uh, committed to your character by breaking your ankle. Like, going to Santa Fe and breaking your ankle. Yeah! I wasn't playing Roger. That's the yeah. thing. I was in the ensemble. Does it, does it really matter if you play Roger or not? You can still break your ankle. <laughs> I'm, and for anyone listening, no, I am not actively telling Riley to break her ankle. Yes, this is true. For legal reasons, this is all a joke. <laughs> I think they just did the whole clap your hands if you believe, but um, TV Tropes has like this for me manic mutation, hashtag kill Tinkerbell and backlash to live specials, hashtag save Tinkerbell. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, like, they should like clap to save Tinkerbell? So if you have to clap to save Tinkerbell, what do you have to do to kill Tinkerbell? I don't know. Jazz hands? Unclap? <laughs> no, you... <laughs> 
You just do jazz hands because you're not doing. Your hands are not making any physical contact with each other. <laughs> anyway, um, you're the one that I want is the most popular song off the album, and it's a very good song. But um, we should probably bring the outfit in the room. Uh, John Travolta, not the best singer. Maybe that's why Bruce Willis killed him in Pulp Fiction because he wasn't a good singer. <laughs> and there's another song coming up that doesn't really show that Johnny here is the best singer. That of course would be Sandy. Yeah. I I kind of had to control my laughter when he was doing the why Um. Did anyone watch any uh, Grease in preparation for tonight? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I watched a little bits of the movie and I watched a little bits of uh Glee, the Glee episode where they did Grease the musical. Fun. Uh. I watched the original 1978 Grease because I'm a bit of a classicist. I don't know if you noticed. And I watched the uh, 2011 episode of Ant Farm. Uh. You're the one that I went with the uh, A N T in all caps and everything in lower caps. Basically, in that episode, the gang is gonna prepare for their musical of Grease, but one of the theater guys shuts them down because they didn't pay the copyright to do Grease. So everyone decides, oh, we're gonna do Grease, but instead of Grease being about like Grease monkeys and Grease tear, it's gonna be about Grease the country, like ancient Grease. <laughs> and they to do a parody of Summer Nights. I oh. remember that episode. Oh, oh. illegal. That that reminds that reads the same energy as the Muppet Show episode where they wanted to do like a medley from Camelot, but they couldn't get the rights to the actual music from Camelot, so they substitute songs from other shows like <laughs> A Boy Like That, Hello Dolly, um, Fugue for Tin Horns, and Everything's Coming Up Roses. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Uh, Ant Farm is a very underrated show. It's a Disney Channel show, and yet it's <laughs> underrated. That should not that should not happen. But, I implore you all to anyone listening to watch it on Disney Plus. It's still there. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. It Wait, is. what's the what's the episode? It's called "You're the One That I Want." It's from season one. No, I'm talking about the Muppet Show. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Muppet Show. It was a uh, season three. It was the season three episode with Pearl Bailey, which also featured like a great little duet of uh, "In the Good Old Summertime." Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we had like DVDs up to, from like season one, two, yeah. and three. We don't have like four or five. Yeah, I was just wondering. I don't yeah. remember seeing it. Another like little in joke in that Ant Farm episode is uh, the the Broadway guy who can't who cancels their uh, Grease play, the original Grease play. His name is French, Samuel French, <laughs> and apparently that's a joke because that's the uh, main like Broadway publishing company. Oh, are they? That's a bit of a thinker. Any... I I commend them. That's a bit of a thinker joke. You don't really know Disney Channel for their like thinker jokes. But yeah, that um, joke, it made me think. It made me do research. So I commend um, them. For some reason, that reminds me of, like, the Sweet Life on Dag, where it was literally just Titanic, and, like, he fell in the hot tub, and they reenacted the, I'll never let go, and then he's like, It's a hot tub! It's a hot <laughs> tub! Just stand up! I, God, I'm... <laughs> I could just imagine Mr. Mosby saying that. He did say that. <laughs> yes. Mr. Mosby should be in more things. Yeah, like, like a Morbius. Hunger Games sim. Andrew, <laughs> no. you should put Mr. Morbius, Morbius here. Yeah, Mr. Morbius would be better with Mr. Mosby. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Beauty school dropout. No graduation day for you. Beauty school dropout. Missed your midterms and flunked shampoo. Well, at least you could have taken time. 
time to wash and clean your clothes up after spending all that dough to have the doctor fix your nose up baby get moving i feel a bit puzzled why this album is a double album it was released as a double album like, we have the original songs, but then we have the, the songs by Sha Na Na that were in the background, and we have cut songs, and did you really need to include all of those songs? You could have just included all the songs in the musical, and we would have just a nice, fine single album. But you had to make it a double album. You had to, like, raise the price by just a couple dollars. Uh, that's... We live in a society. Yeah, like... Maybe Sha Na Na could have just released the album at the time, and people would have been like, Hey, did you like all those Sha Na Na covers in Greece? Well, you can listen to them on their own album. <laughs> except, for, bo- except for Born to Hand Jive. That, that, the musical would be missing without the Born to Hand Jive dance break. In the live version, the band DNCE did was the Sha Na Na, and like only like a couple of their songs were on like the regular album. The Target one had like a two more like Rock and Roll is here to stay, and uh, I, they actually just put Cake by the Ocean in there. <laughs> and w- wait, what what year is the live version supposed to take place in? Um, I don't know. I think it was supposed to take place in that. Alright, but the but it, it, it takes just place had... in purgatory. It has to take place in purgatory. There's no way you can put born to hand jive and cake in, in the ocean in the same like area. It does not work. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, beauty school dropout is playing right now. I love this song. Oh, I love that one. Um, I should point out in the live version, um, they're play- the teen angel is played by boys to men. <laughs> what? Live, I, I do not remember a lot of things from the live show. Uh, I just remember all the details of the live show. Um, <laughs> like how, I don't know, stuff like, uh, random stuff, like how Carly Rae Jepsen actually struck up a friendship. Like, she was the live Frenchie, and she struck up a friendship with the movie Frenchie, who is, uh, yeah, she was, Khan. Yeah, uh, the original, yeah, the original Frenchie was, like, the waitress in, like, Grease Live, which I find to be very cool, very radical. It, but it's nice, oh, to, yeah. it's nice to see that she's still, like, involved with Greece after all these years. Yeah. Okay, so the target bonus tracks for uh, Greece Live, the album, were um, uh, Rock and Roll is Here to Stay, Rock and Roll Party Queen, um, a reprise of Look at Me, I'm Sandra D, and a karaoke version of Greece is the Word. Hmm. I should probably... Word is the word. <laughs> I should probably note that um, Sandra D is not Sandy's name. It's uh, Sandy Olson. Sandra D is just a famous name who I hadn't heard of until yesterday when I had to look it up. Uh, she's a she's like a moderately famous actress from the period. Hmm. Sadly, I wasn't born in that period, so I wouldn't know. I I'm, I mostly know her because of like Turner Classic Movies and the like. Yeah. Anyway, um. You guys probably already know this, but throughout the summer, I watched a lot of the Disney Channel original movie classic, Teen Beach Movie. (laughs) And then there was a song in that movie. It happens around the middle when the boys and girls are singing about why the opposite gender, opposite sex likes them so much. It's called Like Me, and it's a banger of the song. But when I was listening to the musical a couple days ago, I had an epiphany. It just sounds like Summer Nights. Like, yeah. they're, they're like the same song. Like, bum, 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 bum. Like, that, it's like the, the same, like, melody, same chord progression. They're, it's the same song. Yeah, and, um, and, uh, High School Musical is basically just Grease. And, like, 
actually, it was actually developed initially as like another sequel to Grease, <laughs> with like Sharpay being like one of the characters' daughters, and like so they just divorced the installment and made it into High School Musical, the all-time classic, um, <laughs> the classic decom that changed everything. Yeah, put Disney Channel on the map. Yeah. So, also, um, a fun fact about Teen Beach Movie, uh, one of the surfer guys is played by uh, Jordan Fisher. You want to know what else Jordan Fisher is in? Red Live? Grease Live. Oh! oh I, He's I, also I, in Rent Live. <laughs> Which one was he? He's Mark. Uh, the uh, film uh, filmmaker guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we are... Currently, we are listening to Grease Lightning, which has, like, surprisingly raunchy lyrics, like, like Pussy Wagon and <laughs> The Chicks Will Cream. Oh, my God. I, I completely forgot that Aaron Tavit was in Grease Live. What? And what is he? He's Danny. <laughs> and uh, Joanne Huff is Sandy and Vanessa Hudgens is Rizzo. Yeah, I knew Vanessa Hudgens was in Grease Live. I also knew that she was in... She was uh, Maureen in Rent. Yeah. Um... Uh, Jordan Fisher plays uh, Anthony Duty Del Fuego, a naive and childlike aspiring musician. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Duty, um, another like connection to like the original movie in Grease Live. Uh, Barry Pearl, who was Duty in the movie, he was like an announcer in the live version. Hmm. Let's see. Um, Kiki Palmer was in it. What? Yeah. She was. Uh, who was she? Martina Maraschino, the. Pink Lady's Resident Sex Kitten. Well, isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. What else was she in? I wonder. She's in a... Oh, in a turns out... Oh, okay, it looks like she's in a lot of things. I don't have time to read them all. Band Slam. Remember oh, yeah. Band Slam? With David Ooh. Bowie. <laughs> uh, We're just gonna keep calling him that from now on. David uh, Bowie. And David Bowie? Uh, apparently it says here Jesse J saying Grease is the word. Yeah, what? I love Jesse J. I only remember her from Price Tag because like there was like has anyone heard of like Remix? It's kind of like a music video but with like classic Mickey Mouse cartoons. What? Yeah. They did. They did Price Tag. Yes, they did. They and, also um, they also did a. Uh, Keep Your Head Up by Andy Grammer and uh, another one, Bites the Dust by Queen. Oh, and Rocketeer by Far East Movement. What? Not Far East Movement. Yes, Far East Movement. Yeah. I actually vaguely remember those remakes. I also vaguely remember Blam! The Ultimate Thrill Ride Move on to the, the World, world of, of Disney. Disney. I love that stuff. I love it. Brain cell twin. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> They should have made one of those blams for Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> Has anyone seen a blam for Up? Yes! Oh, what? <laughs> oh my god, that has to go in Riley's videos to laugh at when you're sad playlist. Yeah. Send me that right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm finding it. Um, I got it. Oh, man. Anyway, so does anyone want to talk about the Sha Na Na covers that take over the third quarter of the album? Um, uh, probably not. We don't really, they didn't really need to Shana be on Na. Um, Shana Na. In the meantime, I'm going to blind react to this video. Hang on. Cool. Anyway, Shana Na is an American rock and roll doo-wop group uh, formed in 1969. Their claim to fame was that Rush opened for them one time. <laughs> and they got booed. Uh, I remember that. From, Wait, what? Uh, I remember, Wait, who got yeah. booed? Rush. Rush. They opened for Shana Na, and they got booed, and, um... <laughs> 
Uh, we mentioned that during um, the episode experienced? that came before 2112. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, oh. Are You Experienced? Yeah, that was on. Those, ah! those were banger episodes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Born to Hand Chive is the only uh, song by Shannon here. Well, it's not by them. It's they just cover it. That's the only one I think that deserves to be on here because that, that's the one with the epic dance break. Like, I will remember that dance break for years to come. I will not remember when uh, Tears on My Pillow and Those Magic Changes were in the background of a, of a scene, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's in the live version, Those Magic Changes. By DNC, yes. No, um, it's by uh, Jordan Fisher and Aaron's Fight. Hmm. I always thought those two should end up together. Yeah. I should also mention that, um... Wait, I should also, um... I just thought of this epic connection. Um, Aaron's a bit, in that's normal. He plays Gabriel. Gabriel is not alive. He is dead. But, and in, in Greece, there's the popular theory that Danny doesn't exist. He's just a guardian angel to take Sandy up to heaven. So, take that as you will. Danny is Gabriel confirmed. <laughs> I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm so alive. No, you ain't. No, you ain't! <laughs> anyway, just found out that Grease is the Word was written by Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. That explains why he has a producer credit on this album. That, that I just finished why... watching the video. <laughs> My jaw went straight to the floor. <laughs> yeah, they should be... I love that video. <laughs> they should have made like a blam for um, Wreck-It Ralph and then when he destroyed the her cars and then it just says, have a laugh. <laughs> Yeah. I'm adding that to the video to laugh out when you're sad. That is... Yes. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I didn't know Filthy Frank worked for Disney. <laughs> yeah. Final song in the, on the musical slash album ish is uh, "We Go Together," and as soon as this, the words "We Go Together" like wham bam shika bang bow came on, I realized like, no, I don't like this song. Like, do do they really th do people really think that people in the 1950s said stuff like that and in that order? Oh, uh, you just unlocked a memory. Um, I have a recording of the 1994 Macy's Parade where um they sang that song and just before it um there was this little thing somebody was talking to um Brooke shields who was playing rizzo in the production and somebody asked her uh what she was gonna do after high school and she said um i'll probably become famous and marry this tennis player for those that don't know um Brooke shields was married to uh andre agassi who of course Ooh. was a tennis player that's interesting also, it also says here that You're the One That I Want is also, like, a song that was written exclusively for Olivia Newton-John and uh, John Travolta for the movie. Really? Yeah. 
So it kind of explains why those two songs sound just a bit different from everything else. Yes, that and uh, Summer Nights, um, like, it was the only uh, hit from the movie that uh, was actually written for the original musical. Hmm. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a big hit, I will say. I'm not really the, the biggest on the tell me more, tell me more refrain, but it's, it's, it's a catchy. It's quite catchy. Also, uh, does anyone want to talk about the, the Grease uh, video game that censored Grease Lightning? Yes! yes. Yeah, Raleigh, you have to add uh, Vinny's reaction to that in the your, that, that playlist. I'll definitely do some. I, that was really funny, too. Yeah. yeah, and Vinny was laughing at Pussy Wagon! Yeah. So, uh, they, they just bleeped out all the, they just bleeped out anything offending, like, in, like, most, like, television and, um, like, amateur productions, they censor, like, everything, like, to Honey Wagon and the chicks will scream. Hmm. I'm looking to see if our boy Robert Kriskow said anything about this, but I'm not finding anything. Oh, I found it. It's at the bottom. Oh! Um, oh, my God. The Shaw Na Na Cuts document the group's deterioration from an affectionate, phonographically ineffective bunch of copycats into a repellent Vegas oldies act. Wow. The Casey Jacobs stage songs are entertaining and condescending takeoffs on 50s ready-mates, a little too good for Manhattan transfer, and the updates provided for the movie by the Stigwood Combine, Valley's Grease, and Travolta and Newton-John's You're the One That I Want are two of 1978's better hit singles. That's probably how they should be bought to, but this is far from a disgrace. C+. Plus. B+. Plus? C+. Plus. Ooh. <laughs> so he says, Ooh. like... This album isn't a disgrace, and he's like, C+. Plus. And that's Chris Gow, but that's Chris Gow for you. What, what else do you expect from that? Yeah. He hates fun. Yep. He listened to Jimmy Buffett and said, this is mid. He would have totally called the Walk Hard soundtrack mid. <laughs> it would be funny if he actually did cover the Walk Hard soundtrack, though. And he said it was mid. <laughs> I'm going to search this up. He better not have done it. Okay, good. He didn't do it. It's, Fingers it's, crossed, Eddie yeah. d- never gets to it. Yeah. He probably would have reviewed it when it came out, though. So. Yeah. Okay, um, let's uh, go around the room. Uh, Riley, you start off. Um, probably like a good 8 out of 10. Yeah, that's good. Um, 8.5 is um, 8.5, and make sure to tune into my podcast for when we uh, watch the actual movie of Grease. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think overall I'd give the musical a good eight. Like, it's nice little uh, rock and roll pastiche. It's got some nice little commentary on that time. Although still, there is a stuff that is a little bit dated, both with the musical and the movie. Something I touched upon on my letterboxed review of the movie. I gave it a seven out of ten, and here's what I said. Um, in between dated stereotypes and decent bops, there's an important message that you you should not conform to any certain clique and be yourself. Unless there's good dick, in which case you must absolutely conform now. Oh, you! I, I just remembered that the know-it-all kid, the guy that played the know-it-all kid, was in Greece. That oh. was one of his earlier roles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, if only he asked uh, Danny if he w- wanted to. Um, you know what kind of car this is? Motor Mobamba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly ahead of its time. That musical would have been. But yeah. um... I still do have my grievances with the famous album itself. Like, uh, it does feature songs that weren't in the musical. They probably could have just released them during, like, an expanded edition 20 years later. And uh, the Shaw Not Not cuts weren't really needed. 
And I never really compare musicals with, like, rock albums because it doesn't really seem like a fair fight. They're two completely different beasts. But since this was released in 1978, I feel like I can compare it with the other albums released in 1978, like Elvis Costello's This Year's Model, uh, Talking Heads, More Songs About Buildings and Food, Devo, Are We Not Men, We Are Devo, Kraftwerk, The Man Machine, the freaking, like, debut albums by Van Halen and The Cars. And this came out the same year. And it might not be a fair fight, but I'm just saying, there's there's still better tea than where this came from. That's not to deny it, but I'm just saying. But yeah, I'll give this an 8 out of 10. And before we move any further, um, let's talk about the uh, movie's controversial ending, where uh, Danny and uh, Sandy get into a car and they drive up into the sky. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> ending confused me yeah. when I yeah. saw it in school one year. Yeah. And, uh, so, what are our and, interpretations and, and, on that ending? I'm on uh, <laughs> It's imagined. Like, it's all in their head. Uh, like, look at all those uh, musical movies uh, that are like... Like, Chicago, for one, it has all the musical numbers take place in Roxy's head. So that's how I would interpret the whole car flies off into the sky ending of Grease. Well, Mr. Cellophane doesn't take place in Roxy's head because that would actually mean she's thinking about Mr. Cellophane. (laughs) I never thought of that. (laughs) Anyway, but anyway, uh, there is also the theory that Danny is a guardian angel and uh, Sandy is going to heaven and Danny's taking her to heaven, which is why they're driving the car up to the sky to heaven. It kind of explained more why they cast Aaron Tveit, the uh, dead child actor, to play Danny. But honestly, I for one don't believe that theory, because Danny interacts with too many people for it to be like, uh, to him to be like a guardian angel. Like, I don't think guardian angels are supposed to talk with anyone. So yeah, I do think it's just, in, it's in their heads. They're above everyone else, and you can tell, like, because when they're flying up, there's like a poor, like, green screen behind them. So it's just like, they're just imagining themselves flying up to the skies. It's easy if you try. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is everyone ready for me to spin the wheel? Woo! Yeah. And if we land on a concept album or a rock opera, we have to do a theater album for episode 88. You know what? What the hell? Let's do it. And the next album we'll be looking at is Billy Joel, The Stranger. Wow! Oh, wow! That means we get to have David back on. Yeah. All right. Nice. Thank you. Devoted to you. 